All right, it's time for our children's message. So if you are a child, I want you to come up here and help me out this morning. Come on, guys. Come on up here. All right. Good to see you guys today. Looking good. All right. All right, so what is today? It's Sunday, and it's also Father's Day. So, do any of, any of you guys have dads? Anybody in, any of y'all have dads? All right. I got a dad, too. Dads are pretty awesome, right? So, I was really interested today, and I'm hoping you could help me. What is, is something that your dad does for you that you really love? Go ahead. He cooks? Your dad cooks? I do. I like to cook. What is something I love to cook? I love to cook steak. That's right. Any dads in here like to cook red meat? That's good. That's one of the things my kids know me for. That's good. Did you have one, bud? What does your dad do for you? Um, cook a lot. He likes cooking. He also loves to cook. Okay. That's, what is one thing that he cooks really well that you like to eat? Everything. Everything he makes is good? So you should talk to your dad about having me over for dinner sometime, okay? I'd love to do that. I want to eat. What does your dad do that you love? He provides for you? Uh, gives us a roof over our head. A roof over your head? Uh, buys the food. Mm-hmm, he buys the food. Anything else? Those are a lot of really great and very important things, right? What does your dad do for you guys? Cook. He cooks, all right. We got a lot of dad cooks in this place. This is great. I've been to his house, and I have eaten his dad's cooking. It's pretty good. Anybody else? Did you want to say something that your dad? No, not today. Okay. So what do you think, what do you guys think is the most important thing for a dad to do? Like if you had to pick one thing that you're, for your dad to do, the most single, most important thing for your dad to do, what do you think? Provide for the family. Good. What did you want to say, Matthew? Uh, provide, okay. Anybody else, what you think? One, like the most important thing you're, it is for your dad to do? Those are pretty good. That, what do you think? Um, never, mind. never mind. I'll get you next time. What do you think, Ari? Cooking. Cook, you think cooking is the most important thing for your dad to do? Yeah, because it doesn't matter if you have a house or not. You still need to eat. Yeah, you still need to Good. Okay. All right, one more. Sophie. Love God. Love God. You think the most important thing for your daddy to do is to love God. I love that answer. Well, you know, I need you guys to help me out. Uh, with something. I'm going to tell all the dads in here today the single most important thing that they're ever going to do for their family. You think that's a good thing for me to tell them from the Bible? All right, so, but I need you guys to help me out today. Because today's Father's Day, I got something special for all the dads here. So what I need to do, dads, I need you guys to stand up, all right? Every dad in here, thank you, stand up, dad. We recognize our dads today. All right, now kids, I need you to grab these, all right, grab some out of here, and while dads stay standing, our kids are going to bring a special gift to you, and uh, perfect, grab some and just go out there and start handing those things out. All right, Ari, you go, yeah, someone needs to go over here, good. And then once you get your gift, dads, you can have a seat, and if there's any dads we miss, we'll have some of these, we'll have extras uh, right up here today, we'll make sure to get one of those put in your hands. So once you get your gift, dad, you can sit down. If you guys, kids, if you see dad still standing, you need to get them a, one of those gifts, okay? Matthew, there's more in this basket here, bud. 
All right, we got a dad in the back, Mr. Duke. Don't miss him. All right, there he is. All right, looks like every dad got their gift. And if you have extras, just throw them back in this basket right here. Thank you guys for helping me. All right, good job. Thank you. Now, I forgot the word of the day today. The word of the day today is actually Joshua. So just look at me. You should remember that. The word of the day is Joshua. All right, dads, you got one of these things, a little keychain in your, in your package today. I'm going to talk about that just for a minute. You know, growing up, um, my father uh, was very skilled. He had lots of different friends who did lots of different things. And um, I started working at 14, right? So I was young. I worked at an apple orchard before that just uh, as a friend uh, and got paid $1.50 an hour, right? So, Alethea, you get paid big money from what I got when I was a kid. I got $1.50 for an hour of work, and it was outside, and it was hard work. But a lot of the different things that my dad uh, could do, he would, he would kind of help me get jobs with friends. And, and one of my uncles had a job um, building houses, and so I spent a couple summers building houses with him. And what's interesting is um, we would actually manufacture the walls of the house in his barn and then load them up on a flatbed, and we would take those walls uh, to the job site, and then we would erect them over one day. We'd have a crane come in and bring the trusses, and it would go from just a slab uh, to within a day or a day and a half, all the walls up with all the trusses, everything connected and ready to go. One thing that I found interesting is um, we would build the walls and then we would um, take them on the flatbed to the, the site of the house and we would put them in on the concrete and little rebar pieces would stick up and we'd put those down. We would bolt the, the wall down, uh, which was made of two by fours. As we were building those walls, I found it very interesting. We, we would put one wall up and the wall would look perfect. It would look, it would look straight it looked beautiful, but when it came time to attach the wall at the corner, uh, we had to get one of these things out. Guys, men, what, what is this called? What's this little tiny thing? It's a level, right? Now, the job of a level, for those of you, those of you that don't know, is you put this up, and it will tell you, whatever you have this uh, you know, up against, it will tell you whether that is level or not. So it uses uh, physical properties of water, liquid, and air. And it will tell you if that's level. And I remember putting up a wall, and my uncle asked me, like, hey, how's the wall look? And I looked, I said, oh, the wall looks great. Let's nail that thing in. Let's go to lunch, right? And he's like, okay. He's like, go over there and grab the level. And so I did. So I grabbed the level. And, man, that wall was not level. That wall was all cattywampus. Uh, it was supposed to be up like, upright like this. And essentially it was kind of like that. When I got the level on it, I could tell that it wasn't right. And so we put the level up on it. This was our standard of measurement. And once we got it on there, we kind of moved it back and forth. We got it level. We tied it in. And then that person, that homeowner, would be happy because they had a level square wall. Now, if you've had a house for any number of years, if you, anybody in here live in an old house? Anybody? Yeah. You ever pop a level on one of those old walls? Right? It might look level, but it ain't level anymore, right? Did you ever maybe put a picture or something up on the wall and you eyed it and it looked great and then, uh, and then and you're looking at it with the ceiling and the floor and then you get the level out and what's that thing look like? Wow. Why is this picture so weird looking? It's because the wall's not level. Well, 
we as fathers, we as husbands and men in the church, we are called by God for a unique role to lead our people, to lead our family, to lead them to love and serve and worship God first and foremost, to obey his word. How do we do that? That's what we're going to talk about today. This level has been given to you to remind you that it's not under your own authority, your own power, your own ability to know how to lead your family. God's given us a level. God's given us a way to know how to lead and to lead well. To walk with our family in a direction that pleases the Lord. The level, first and foremost, is the Word of God through the assistance of the indwelling ministry of the Holy Spirit. So you're not doing this on your own. You're doing this with the Lord through His Word and the ministry of His Spirit who lives within you. Now, the question we're going to answer today, as we look into this text, as we look at our level, is this. What is the single most important thing that I can do for my family? If you're a husband or a father or a man who maybe is thinking about being one of those at some point, you might have thought about that. What does this role entail exactly? Well, I want to take you to a passage in the Old Testament. The name of it is Joshua. Old Testament book of Joshua chapter 24, verses 14 and 15, which clearly articulate for you and I about how a husband, father, how a man is supposed to lead his family and lead in a community. In verses 23 and 24 of the Old Testament book of Joshua, we find the Israelites in their promised land, the land promised to them by God. It was the end of a long journey which taken up, had taken up generations of history. They were now in this land that God had promised to them. Their leader, the prophet Joshua, who had been appointed by God to lead them from Egypt with Moses and then eventually as the leader into this promised land, has gathered all of them up in a place called Shechem. Now Joshua is very old, so it's sort of like his last time with all of his people. It's his farewell address to the leaders of Israel, the household of faith. He's also going to help them to renew their covenant with God. So he's advanced in years. These are his final commands to the people from God before he dies. The first thing he reminds them of in chapter 23 is to remember what God had done for them. Remember how he knocked out our enemies and how he gave us this land. Remember what will happen if we fail to serve the Lord. We will lose this land promised to us and to our people. We will lose the safety and protection provided by him. And so early on in chapter 24 of Joshua, he gathers all of his, you choose today. Like we're going to choose today who we're going to follow. And what's going to follow after this, after these uh, verses in chapter 24, is he's going to have them establish and move through the establishment of a covenant with God. So they're sort of recognizing or reestablishing that covenant as a people. And so he brings them all together. He says, you're going to choose today who you're going to follow. All right? 
You're not going to worship Yahweh or claim to worship Him and then have all these household idols that you worship as well. Today, we're going to make a decision. So he stands in front of all these people. His family is no doubt standing there with him. He's thought about this. He's prayed about it. He says, y'all do what you want. But me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to fear Him. We're going to worship in spirit and truth with sincerity. And we're putting away all those idols that our people carry around with us. Today, he says, me and my house will serve the Lord. Now, this is my challenge for you, men of Fifth Street. We serve an amazing God, amen? We serve a God who met us where we were. We serve a God who found you where you were in your pit of sin. Our God, whom we weren't looking for, came looking for you. He found you. He loved you so much that he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross. While Jesus was on that cross, he received the penalty for your sins on on himself. He died on that cross. He was buried in the ground. He overcame death for you. On the third day, he rose again. That Jesus now sits at the right hand of God the Father with an invitation for every man, woman, and child that hears the gospel to turn from their sin and place their faith in Jesus as Lord and Savior. That Jesus found you where you were. That Jesus placed you in this amazing country. That Jesus gave you miraculous spiritual gifts to do great work for his kingdom. Fathers, that Jesus gave you your kids. That Jesus gave you that spouse, that family. That Jesus gave you this church. That Jesus gives you the very breath that you breathe right now in this moment as he holds the universe together and simultaneously knows you by name, knows the beating of your heart, knows every breath that you take, knows every hair that's on your head. That Jesus adopted you into the family of God, reconciled you with the Father, and now has gone ahead, ahead of us into heaven and is right now preparing a place for you to go when you die. That's what that Jesus has done for us. That's the love that our Father has for us. And now, men of Fifth Street, I lay before you the same challenge that, I laid, that Joshua laid in front of the Israelites and the men of Israel that stood before him on that day. Men of history, you need to choose today and every day who you're going to serve. Are you going to serve the idols and the false gods that this world says we're supposed to serve? Or are we going to serve God? Through Jesus Christ. My family's up here in the second pew right here. Before them and you 
and the Lord. My declaration today is that I will serve the Lord. Me and my house will serve the Lord. Every father in here now, here's your challenge. What about you in your house? Will you stand in front of this congregation, in front of your family, and declare today, me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord? If you're willing, you stand with me right now. Any fathers in here willing to stand? And declare today in front of God in this church, me and my house will serve the Lord. This is what we're going to do. I'm going to pray over you guys, okay? And we're going to have a time of invitation. I'm going to, in a moment, I'm going to invite everybody else to stand. I don't know what you're walking through right now. I don't know what kind of struggles you have in life. Maybe you didn't have a great dad. And maybe Father's Day is hard for you. You want to come down. I want to pray with you. I want to just remind you that we all have an amazing father who will never let us down. Not ever. He walks with us through the valleys, the great times, and the not so great times. He always fulfills his promises. He is a God of love and peace the same one who reconciled us with himself through Christ. So Heavenly Father, I pray over these men who are standing today. You know who they are. We see them demonstrating by faith in you a desire to follow you, to lead their homes, to worship you, to serve you above all things. I pray for your blessing over their lives. I know leading a home to love and serve you isn't an easy thing and we're going to make mistakes. And so in this moment, we trust in you to help us to follow as we fulfill the biblical role of father, husband, and leader. We love you and we thank you during this time of invitation as you move in the hearts of all this congregation, whatever decision they have to make, help them to come forward by faith and trust in you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I want to invite everybody to stand now. We have this time of invitation for those who have needs. If you need prayer, come forward. Physical needs, emotional or spiritual needs, you want to hear more about Jesus, we want you to come forward so I can tell you about him. As we sing together, let's respond by faith to what God's doing in your heart.
I don't have a car. 